And cue music. I don't know how many of you have heard, but there's a flesh-eating virus going around. Yeah, it's called music. All right, well, ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas time. It's another episode. So, Andy, how you been? What you got? What's in store for uh, our listeners this week? Um, I've been doing all right. How about yourself, man? Are you in the good. Uh, holiday spirit? I am in the holiday spirit. Yeah, hence the uh, elf shirt that I'm sporting. Mostly I'm wearing just be- a gay scarf. That's so. all right. Well, we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that joke <laughs> yeah, for later. That. I'll save that joke for later. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm wearing this shirt because my kids got it for me. So you wear it so that uh, they get a kick out of it. Yeah. I would not uh, purchase this for myself, but. As much as a fan of the movie Elf as I am, it would not be my top choice. But hey, sometimes you just got to make your children giggle. Yeah. Giggle. It's not bad. It's cute. It's a cute little shirt. Um, so yeah, man. No, good. I'm good. You're good. It's good that we're good. You got your, uh, you got your Reds Black Cherry Cider Drink. I've got my usual Bloody Mary for the Sunday AM. Yeah, like maybe I should have had since it's Christmassy. You should have had some eggnog or something. I thought about it. I thought about getting some, but then I just didn't. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> no no great elaborate story on that. I just I thought of it this morning. Yeah. I was like, I'm not running to the store. I've never even had eggnog before. Is it even any good? I like it. Uh. I cut it half and half though. Christian Brothers brandy and uh huh. eggnog. So, you got to cut the creaminess like it's real rich. Yeah, because it sounds like, I don't know what nog is, but... First time I had it, I hated it. I was like, God, this stuff's gross, man. It's way too sweet. How the hell could anyone drink this? And then somebody was telling me one time that they always drink it with uh, Christian Brothers Brandy. They were like, oh, I always always buy a fifth of Christian Brothers Brandy and just, you know, mix it half and half and get good and fucked up. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Sounds like a good uh, achievement on Christmas. But anyhow, I tried it because I was like, ah, when I had it, I did, it didn't have alcohol in it, so maybe it would be good with some booze in it, kind of cut that yeah. that syrupy consistency, you know? And then sure enough, I was like, this is delicious. Where has this been all my life? <laughs> so it is kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a Christmas tradition for me. Like, I moved straight from the coffee to the eggnog, so, hmm. Yeah. I'm a go-getter. What can I say? About 9 a.m. I'm already drinking on Christmas. But maybe we'll have to try that next episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can uh we can do that. So, um I believe next episode will probably be probably be the weekend before Christmas, so yeah. it'd be more of a Christmas episode, even though I think that's going to be our year-end wrap-up. Uh, maybe I think the plan is to talk about some of our top 10 or top five favorite records of the year. So, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, but this is more of the festive one. Yeah. Yeah, I think this week, uh, we're not covering a whole lot, but we've got the Rob Halford Celestial album, which is like a Christmas record. Um, and were we going to talk about the... Casey Musgraves thing at all? 
I have a few notes, but I mean, I don't really have anything in depth. Like, I got yeah. more on the Halford one. Well, I wasn't really too excited about it either because I didn't realize when we first decided to cover that one that it was going to be like a, it's a variety show thing like on Amazon. I ended up watching it because I was like, well, I made it about halfway through listening to the record and then moved on to the to the show because I was okay. like, well, if I can watch the show, it'll make more sense. But um, but yeah, um, last well, week, I guess before we move on to that, I was just going to mention last weekend was Record Store Day, right, for Black Friday? Yeah, like I made a note on that too. Right on. So. Yeah, did you pick anything good up? I mean... I know the answer to that, but we're going to pretend that we haven't already discussed this. And um, I picked up a few things from a couple different stores. Um, Alice Cooper had a reissue of, I guess it was Dragon Town from, I think, 2001. Like, uh, he put that out on a, it was like limited colored vinyl. And then uh, there was another one, Billion Dollar Babies Live from like 1973. Um, I guess that was limited too, and I think it was even like something happened with the pressing where they didn't press enough, so everybody got shorted on the amount of copies, and I think it had something to do with Coldplay, like, I think that came out a few weeks ago, yeah, because we covered that on the previous episode, so it kind of cut into all the record store day hmm. um, releases and stuff. I think Patsy Cline... Um, I think they were saying that that got shorted because, like, Third Man Records was going to press it, and they didn't do as many as they had originally, like, said they would. Hmm. I don't know the backstory of that. I just know that they shorted that run. Makes it more rare, right? So yeah. assholes can... Yeah, jack up the price. Jack up the price and try to sell it on eBay for four times the yeah. value, which is uh, unfortunately not uncommon, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, I won't get into that. Right. Yeah. There's a whole separate story, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll stay away from that one. Um, yeah. I mean, you picked up a couple copies for me. I was about to say I picked up a couple things, but then let's face it, I didn't even leave my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were kind enough to grab a couple yeah. things for me, but yeah, I got that hold steady uh, four on ten, which was just like four unreleased tracks. So that was cool. Uh, the first two songs on that are pretty solid. The second two are kind of forgettable. But are I like most of their stuff. On that album? Yeah, I believe is? so. I think, well, I think what it was was they were like songs that were released as B-sides to singles or unreleased tracks, like on oh, gotcha. maybe Japanese pressings or something. Um, but no, the first song's really cool. second one's okay. I mean, it's pretty solid, too. I kind of felt like the two on the back side were kind of forgettable, but um, and then the the reissue the um, the Runaways live in Japan thing that's cool. I didn't have that on vinyl anyhow, but it's cool because like the packaging's just kind of cool the way they did it with like the little Japanese import uh, whatever you would call it the little yeah insert on the thing side, on the yeah. side on the column of the. Or yeah, <laughs> like record. you're jerking off. I know I'm sitting here with my hand, and yeah, it does just look like I'm jerking off, and so I apologize. Not that anyone could see that, but Andy had to bring it to light. Um, <laughs> so you just did it like five times. But yeah, no, that was cool though. That's a cool, that's a cool uh, live record, and um, 
and yeah, that's all that's all that I got out of it. So there was some other stuff I kind of wanted, but past record store days, like the first couple, when record store day first became a thing, and they just had like the April one, you know, the main one that yeah. they do. Jesus, I bet the first two years I went out and dropped like 300 bucks each time. And it was like, okay, I got to stop. Because I would just go out and hit every store around here and buy a bunch of shit. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I had to have spent like 300 bucks or more today. What the hell am I doing? (laughs) So, yeah, I try to not get too carried away. But there were were a couple cheap trick things that were kind of cool, but... Thought, do I really need it? Maybe I'll pick them up later. I don't know. Um, I know yeah, there was, there was like a, a live, live thing. One that one was cool. From yeah, seventy nine, and then there was a single. Yeah, the single. I was like, ah, I don't know. All the record store day singles, like, because I, I would buy a bunch of those, and then you know I'd play them like once, and then they're just up there on the shelf, <laughs> mixed in there, you know. So I didn't really want to get too carried away. So. Plus, I was stuck babysitting kids while my wife was out shopping and spending our money on other things. <laughs> so, but, you know, she was Christmas shopping. So, I just would have been, I'm the kind of asshole that goes out on Black Friday and just spends a bunch of money on myself. And I get yelled <laughs> at for that all the time. You're not supposed to buy anything for yourself. Not this close to Christmas. Yeah, like, not even just with Black Friday, but it sucks. Like, a lot of, like, bands seem to, like... Hey, like we're um, going on sale right now for our huge summer tour, and I feel like an asshole too if I'm like buying tickets for myself. Yeah, because I know I did buy some T-shirts uh, actually. Hot Topic had like twelve dollar T-shirts, and oh, I bought nice. like four really cool shirts. I bought like a Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight like Japanese poster <laughs> shirt. It was really cool. What else did I get? I got like a Creep Show shirt. Is that the Jason Takes Manhattan one? Yeah. That yeah, was like the worst one, but but this shirt was so cool looking that I was yeah. like, eh. Even if it's the worst Friday the 13th movie ever, it's still kind of cool. And Isn't the fifth one like the worst one? Because it wasn't yeah, really Jason. I it was like, like that other dude. I like that one. Oh. I'm a sucker for it, man. I like it. I thought it was great, but I like all those. I mean... I think part eight is probably the only one I really kind of hate. I don't really care if Jason goes to hell either. I'm not sure why we're going off on this rant, uh, but oh, and I got a cool, I got a cool King Diamond shirt too. I almost <laughs> bought it like two months ago because I came across it online, and then I was like, eh, I don't feel like spending the money. T-shirts <laughs> are expensive nowadays. Like, yeah. why the fuck are T-shirts like twenty five bucks? You know. So then they had that sale, and I was like, ah, cool, 12 bucks. I can, I'm going to get on there and buy a bunch of shirts. And then I ended up getting that shirt for like half the price I was going to spend on it three months ago. So bargain shopping, kids. That's all I have to say. I'll throw something out there then with T-shirts at Hot Topic. There was something cool a couple of years ago when I saw Iron Maiden. It was like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. But like, you know, T-shirts, concert T-shirts are like 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. Like, I saw them in the summer, and I swear it was a few months later. They had the same, like, a Iron Maiden concert shirt uh, from that tour at Hot Topic, and it even had the dates on the back. So, like, I don't know if they just had a bunch of stuff left from the tour, and they sold them to Hot Topic real cheap. But They probably do. I yeah, mean, it was the same shirt. Because so. I did the same thing. Like, when I saw Motley Crue back on the Generation Swine tour, it was, like, 97. And I bought a shirt at the show. 
And back then it was twenty seven bucks, and that seemed really fucking expensive. Yeah. And uh, and I bought just like the tour shirt, but they had a Too Fast for Love shirt that I really wanted too. But I was like, you know, I was a kid at the time, so I was only like seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. Um, and I just really, I thought, well, I'll just get this tour shirt, you know, because then it's kind of like a memorabilia type thing. You yeah. Know? Um, but the Too Fast for Love shirt was super fucking cool, and I was like, ah, you know. And nobody at the time really, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, cool shirts at the time. There wasn't a lot of stores, and then a lot of those, those old classic records, you just didn't find the yeah. shirts anywhere. And But anyhow... So it was like two days later after the show, I walked into somewhere, and I can't remember if it was one of the co-ops or Music Lands, because I think like Music Land was still around at the time. I'm trying to remember where it was, but it was, yeah, it was somewhere, man. And I walked in, and they had that same exact Too Fast for Love shirt, because it had like the year, I think, on the sleeve or something, and... Uh, and it was a white one. I think I still have that shirt somewhere. I can't really remember. But anyhow, it was like half the price. You know, it was like something like $14 or I don't even know if it was that much. It might have, I think t-shirts back then were like 10 bucks. And I was like, oh shit, cool. Now I'm glad I didn't spend all that money on it. So <laughs> I picked it up for way cheaper. But it was crazy to me because now, like I don't buy concert shirts. I just, it's like I used to. Yeah. But now I'm like, ah, eh, whatever, man. I don't have to have a shirt from every freaking show I go to. So I don't really ever price them, even. So I hadn't seen how much they cost until we went up to that. Because, like, I will buy, like, local, like, smaller bands. You know, like, I don't know. Say just some touring band that's just some indie band. Like, they're not like the rumors real or big. Or, yeah. yeah. Or, like, I think the last... Show I bought a shirt at was probably when we went up and saw the Eastside Gamblers up there yeah. and at Rascals and Moline. And I bought a shirt there. You know, that kind of stuff, like, I'll buy a shirt from those bands because they're usually modestly priced, you know. But you go see a big-name band and it's like, oh, I'm not going to pay, like, three times the fucking price of a normal yeah. shirt just because I'm oh. here at a goddamn show. And so we went up to that Slayer show and... My buddy and his kid were like dead set on getting a shirt, so they go and wait in line, and I'm like, I just didn't even want to wait in the line. I was like, man, fuck that line. I'm tired of waiting in lines. I'm going to go get a beer. So I go up, though, after I go get a drink, and I come and I stand over by the T-shirt line just waiting for them, and I look up, and I'm like, holy shit, $45 for a T-shirt? It's fucking insane. Like, how did they get $45 all of a sudden, you know? And I didn't see if all the bands cost that much. I mean, I just saw the Slayer ones from where I was standing. I could see that there were, like, Ministry and Primus shirts further down, but you almost had to be in the line to get all the way down there to see what, you know, what they cost. Yeah, but maybe they know they could sell our, uh, maybe jack up the price a little bit more than on their own tour because they're on this big one. Yeah, well, that's the thing is they might, I mean, sometimes those bands have, like, a, like a clause in the contract where it's like their supporting bands can't undercut them on merch. So like their shirts have to be priced as expensive yeah. as the headliner. <clears throat> like that's a real thing, which sounds kind of shitty, but 
you know. Um, yeah, but that's the that's my T-shirt story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have... keep going on it, but isn't there something too, where some of those bands like they might only like make money from their merch or something? Like they're not getting paid to play. They're just. Well, I'm sure Slayer was probably yeah, a band that big. Is probably making pretty good money. I don't know about the supporting acts, but yeah. um, I don't know. For those bands are probably big enough; they're all getting paid. But I mean, like somebody, yeah, like if the yeah, you never know. Something though, like man. that, a good tour with somebody. I think they're only gonna make their, uh, uh, I guess, merch money. Right. No, that's true. If you're essentially a nobody that's touring with a big band. Yeah, if you don't sell a shit ton of merch, you're not going to make any money. You're going to go home broke. And then it kind of fucks that band. If the headliner is making you mark your merch up to their oh, price, you know. Because yeah. I've heard of that. I can't remember who it was, but somebody was telling me that they had an offer to tour. And this was like years back. Um, they said they had some offer to tour with some big name band. It was like a metal band or something, and I want to say it was like their band had an offer to go on tour with like Slipknot or something. But that was part of the deal was that you're you had to sell your shirts for whatever Slipknot was selling their shirts for, so you weren't un- undercutting uh, gotcha. yeah. the headliner on T-shirt sales. And it's like, well, man, that's cute and all, but you know, if you're just some little no-name band that nobody knows, people aren't gonna fucking stand in some huge line and pay $40 for a shirt for some band that, you know, they'd never heard of, you know, because they've never heard of you until they, I mean, unless somebody just really likes you and they're like, oh, that's great, man, I got to go buy a shirt. And then they run out and get in line and buy a shirt. But how many people do that at a concert, you know? A lot of people, even if they dig the opener, they're drunk by the time their set's over with. They're just worried about partying and (laughs) drinking. Some people don't even uh, see the opener. They just skip the... Yeah. Well, we saw... Did you go to that last Heart show? It's like a separate... Oh, no, I saw um, um, your favorite band. Uh, I saw Miles Kennedy and Alter Bridge. Oh, that's that's right. And I can't remember the girl's name. She's out of Nashville, but she she opened for Heart, and fuck, I thought she was great. Oh, is it like I'm such a I'm so I loved her so much that now I can't remember her name. But I didn't. I don't like know her, but isn't it like Lucy Silvis or yes, something like that? Yes, that was it, and she was really good. Like I mm. honestly, I think I enjoyed her set more than the heart set. Oh, cool. I mean, the heart set was cool, but it just you know, it was. We probably already talked about this on here, but I felt it was just ballad heavy and too mellow in spots. And oh, really? But but then I really enjoyed her set, and most people probably were like, eh, she was okay. In fact, I talked to one guy that said that, like, eh, she was all right, but... Like, eh, she was really fucking good, dude. Shut up. <laughs> Just you didn't know every song. You didn't know the fucking songs. So you couldn't drink your beer and sing along to every song. And But, no, she was great. Lucy Silvis, that was huh. it, yeah. I'll have to look her up then. Because I know, like, Heart, like, I wanted to see that show, but I know what you're getting at with, like, maybe Ballad Heavy. Because I think it was, like, a couple summers ago, maybe their last tour. Um, I saw them with Dustin in St. Louis, and it was uh, Cheap Trick, Joan Jett, and then Heart. And they were basically kind of like, uh, Cheap Trick was, like, playing all their kind of, you know, hits, and Joan Jett's got, you know, her hits and stuff. But then Heart... They were basically like ballad heavy, so it almost felt like it kind of killed the 
Right. Well, yeah, because flow of everything Joan because Jets. they're all like uh, cheap tricks, all like up, and Joan Jets all like rocking, and it's up, and then this is kind of like buzzkill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they played just like Dog and Butterfly, which is you know, it's a good song for what it is. A lot of people love that song. I'm not like a yeah. huge fan, but it is a good song. But in a live environment like that, it just kind of bored me to tears. Like yeah. I don't, I don't. It just wasn't what I wanted to hear at the time. And it looked but, like they played more of their own stuff though, because like the a uh, few times I've seen them. Um, their encore was always like Led Zeppelin, and they closed with like three or four Led Zeppelin songs, and it's like shit. I want more heart. Yeah, I think they they played Stairway to Heaven, but they didn't like. I don't remember what they closed with. I don't even know. I don't know. Oh. I guess I wasn't that into it. It was fun. It was cool. Um, we got the tickets for free, so I can't really bitch. Yeah. But um, I guess I am a fan, so like maybe I'm more like invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess one thing we should bring up, too, and I, I meant to right when we started this, um, you know, today being the anniversary of both John Lennon and Dimebag Daryl's death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, I did see something yeah. about that on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, something popped up, and I was like, oh, today's December 8th, because I do remember that. I don't know why. I always remember the date of uh, John Lennon, his... Uh, Murder, I guess. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as well as it's it's weird that they both died on the same day and they both were murdered. Like they both were yeah. shot and killed. And it's like so fucking crazy. And then the dime bag ones, like I remember that being real like scary because he was shot at a show. Yeah, yeah, that one was so bizarre. I I can remember when I heard the news on yeah. that because I was driving to work in the morning and. So it was like super early because I fuck I've been going in to work at six a.m. <laughs> almost my entire adult life. So it was probably something like five thirty in the morning. I'm hearing this like drinking my coffee in my car on the way to work, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I almost couldn't believe it. You know, it was just the craziest story. The first time you hear it, you're like, come yeah. on, that couldn't have fucking happened. How? You know. But it did. It was real. It's crazy. It was really sad, um, you know. But I don't really want to talk about that for too long. It's just oh, kind yeah, of true. they're just kind, kind of they're just kind of bum <laughs> stories. I don't feel like everybody sobbing. Like, yeah, man, fuck these guys. Let's put on some Beatles and Pantera and remember those guys instead of listening to these two guys cry about it. <laughs> so, um, moving on. I guess hey, well, a little bit more on topic. I wanted to ask you to not to cut you off, but like, how do you feel about Christmas music? Like, do you, I'm not one who you hates like it. Christmas music? Are you like festive or? I like some Christmas music. Some people hate it. Yeah. I actually have a good story about Christmas music and people that hate it. Good, because I kind of did too. Because I wanted to rant on it as well. But well, if you want to go ahead. Oh no! I ask you. you oh it. well, no. I actually there's a funny story because there was uh, it was a few years ago. And where I work, they started playing music overhead. Like, I've been there almost 18 years now. And and they never did this before. They don't do it now. I don't know the reason they stopped, but they started playing the radio over the speakers, over the intercom system in the shop. 
and they would alternate. It would it would be every other day. They would play like a classic rock station one day and country the next, and they just flip flopped them every yeah. other day. And so, Christmas time came, and I went up, and I was cool. You know, been there for a long time, and I was a lead at the time, and so I was always talking with like HR and everything anyhow so I had like a good rapport with them you know and and me and the one girl we talked about all kinds of stuff anyhow because her husband was like a band nerd and uh and then was really into craft beer and stuff so Mm. we always got to talking about that kind of shit too but anyhow I went up there one day and I was like hey do me a favor I said the week of Christmas I can't remember what you know, day Christmas fell on that week. But it was probably like a Thursday or Friday or something or that following weekend. But it was the the week leading up to Christmas. I said, I want you to play Christmas music. Kind of laughed at me like I was joking because I just imagined people don't probably think I would, you know, (laughs) be the kind of person that likes Christmas music. But I was like, no, I'm serious. It's not that I love Christmas music, but I was like, the week of, I feel like getting in the mood. Yeah. And I said, honestly, I said, I'm tired of listening to this bullshit all the time. Like, you got classic rock playing that's, like, the same 25 songs every fucking day. You know, it's, like, on a schedule. I said, and then the other days I got the shittiest pop country crap just being pumped out through the speakers. There's no goddamn reason. You can't just, I want Christmas music on. She's like, yeah, okay, no, I get your point. We'll do that. So she did. They put it on. And there was a guy that was the manager of our tooling department who fucking just hated Christmas music to the point that when they played this, he got so pissed off that because they wouldn't, he said something to him. They're like, no, we're just, we're going to let it play. It was requested, so we're going to let it play. They basically told him to kindly fuck off. <laughs> but he got so mad that he went and he took the man lift out of maintenance and drove it up the ramp to like his department and lifted it up and actually disconnected the, the wiring from the back of the speaker <laughs> so he wouldn't have to hear it. And then he ended up getting written up. That was the best part. He was like a, he was a manager of a department, and they wrote him up because he didn't have a license to drive the man lift, and he went and took it without like, any kind of authorization or anything, and, and he got in trouble for it. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. It was pretty funny. And I liked the guy. This is the thing, like a lot of people didn't. Hopefully he's not listening to this because, you know, I guess it might break his heart to find out, but there was a lot of people who were like, God, that guy's a fucking dick, anyhow. I didn't really, I mean, he kind of was, but, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I still got along with him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I thought it was really funny, and I even asked him about it. I go, dude, you really did that? And he's like, damn right I did. And I was like, <laughs> you hate Christmas music that much? He's like, yeah, fucking hate it. And he was usually like, you know, yeah, super laid back for the most part. I mean, I guess kind of. He's calm until Christmas, and then he's like, yeah. I mean, I just never seen that side of him, and I'm like, I was like, dude, don't you think it's a little ridiculous that you acted like that? He's like, no. He was just—he's kind of a hero. (laughs) Oh, he just—he just thought that you know he was completely justified in his actions, and I'm just like, God, man, talk about just kind of being a crybaby. So, hopefully. I'll know if he listens to this podcast yeah. because in two weeks he'll he'll unfriend me on Facebook and I'll be uh, able to go in in a couple well, weeks. He'll probably friend me because I just said he's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, I'm leaving his name out of it, but, you know, obviously if he listens, he's going to be like, well, fuck, that was me. Um, oh, man, that's kind of funny. It was a funny It was a funny one, though. I mean... Well, speaking of music at work, like Maui Jin, uh, they're all about, like, the aloha spirit and Hawaiian-ness and stuff. And so out in, like... The, like, I don't think it's in the warehouse, but there's like this distribution area where they pack sunglasses and they've got racks with like product and stuff. And they've got a speaker that plays like Hawaiian music all day, but it's like 12 songs on a loop and that's it. And when I first started there, I was back in this um, department that's like way off in the corner called Quality Control. So I never really went out through the rest of the building, but like in that kind of warehousey area, they're playing music, and I think it's like upstairs. And when you're in the gym and stuff in this hallway, they've got music. So I asked my boss, who was like, because I went to the gym one day, and heard the music. I'm like, that's weird. It's only playing here, but it's not really anywhere else. And uh, he's a little bit Hispanic, and he's like, "Do you want to be fired? Do you want to be fired? You will never ask about about this." Uh, Hawaiian music again. I was like, man, geez. Because I guess, like, they had a speaker in there, but they, like, disabled it. And I found out, like, um, when I switched departments to the mailroom, um, there was a speaker in their department that I guess they put cardboard and, like, taped up cardboard over the speaker <laughs> to block the music. And then down on this dock, loading dock, where they sort mail, um, there's another speaker there. Well, some guy went up and put, like, I guess paper towels and stuff in there and, like, uh, padded it and like taped over that too, so the music doesn't play. Nice. And uh, but <laughs> but then what's funny is like, uh, so I guess that's why I'm saying that guy's a hero because those guys at Maui Gym did the same thing too. They kind of blocked off the music. But um, there's a guy that like I don't think he's gonna listen to this podcast. But there's a new guy in our department. So fuck him. And yeah, I think he's a fucking <laughs> troll. And like. He's the, he's the type of guy that, like, he knew there's some people on one side of a topic and some people on the other side of a topic. And I think he, like, has no opinion. But since he knows there's, like, uh, two sides and a line drawn, he's going to take the other side to, like, stir up shit. Right. So, so that's basically what he did um, over Christmas music. Was some, uh, somebody requested Christmas music to be played. And these new girls, oops, shit, I'm throwing shit. Well, this new girl uh, who works with us, they don't like Christmas music. And then these other guys were kind of like, yeah, sure, sure. So he's like, well, I just love being festive. And I'm just like, fuck you, dude. I just want to punch you in your face. <laughs> I just love being festive. Well, I don't know that I'd go that far. Yeah. But I like kind of getting into the yeah. Christmas mood. I think for me, though, I'm not totally... I don't want to hear it all month, though. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, like, and the thing with me is, like, I don't like some of the traditional older Christmas music. Yeah. But I kind of like some of the more, um, you know, modern ones, like, I don't know, what Mariah is it? Mariah Carey has the one. It's uh, kind of a big one. No, not even that one. Because <laughs> you hear that in every up. fucking department store. But no, like, right. like Bruce Springsteen, what does he have? Oh, Santa Claus yeah. is coming to town. Like, that one's all right. I think Brian Adams had like Run Run Rudolph, yeah, or so, like some of those rock ones. Yeah. 
I like some of the traditional ones. I mean, or even uh, I like that one that was was like what last year was like Butch Walker put out the one like Under the Influence, and they're just like drunk in a studio recording Christmas music. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, and the Killers have an album of Christmas songs, but they're like original Christmas songs right. too. They're not like the old like traditional like Bing Crosby stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I vaguely remember that Killers thing. Because I listened to it once. I mean, I don't know. I love the Killers, but I kind of stopped loving the Killers oh. at the same time. Oh. Like, I really loved, like, the first, well, the first album's good, but I almost never go back and listen to that one. But Sam's Town is fucking amazing. Yeah, and the one after it, too. Yeah, that was great. Day of Age. Yeah, yeah, Day and Age. Like, Space yeah. Man was all right. And Human was alright, but there's some other good oh, stuff that, on that. That record's great, but Battleborn was cool. Whatever this new one was, man, that was one that just lost me. Huh. Can't remember what that was. I like the man. Called. I think it was wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Like I really like the man. See, I don't even remember song titles off that. I bought it. I listened to it once and was just so fucking disappointed. I don't even huh. know if I listened to it a second time. I'm sure I did. Because with their stuff, I always really want to like it. So, like, yeah. even if it doesn't grab me right away... Because, like, Day and Age didn't grab me right away. That wasn't one that I... Because it was so different from yeah, Sam's Town. Yeah, that's what I've seen. With those singles, Human and... Uh, uh, Human and Spaceman were kind of like... What? Yeah, it's I know. different. But, but the rest I like of the it. album was fucking awesome. I like those songs within the context of the record. It's like yeah. once you listen to the record front to back, you're like, oh, those songs are great within there. Yeah. You know, singles kind of ruin shit for me sometimes, but not to go on a another side rant of. I like the one the killers, killers one. They had a Christmas song. It was like Joel the Lump of Coal. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember any of them though, honestly, because I only listened to it the one time. Because hmm. I think they did. They do like two things. Did they do like a single one year and then do like an EP the next? I or think something? what they did was they put out like a song every year, every Christmas, and then they put them all together as like an album, okay, or something like that. Yeah, there was yeah. So I don't know. I guess to since we're talking about Christmas, we could segue into the Casey Musgraves thing real quickly. We kind of briefly sure. talked about it, but hey, we're kind of easing into the topic. Yeah, I feel like yeah. So, I don't know how you feel about Casey Musgraves. I mean, some people love her. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people love her. Because I feel like every time I'm on social media, there is something cramming Casey Musgraves down my fucking throat. Huh. You know? And obviously, a friend of ours, Chris, uh, is a big Casey Musgraves fan. And he's always, like, tried to... Like, when that new record came out, he was always like, Hey, you ever get this? Hey, you ever pick this up yet? Like... Um, and I was really reluctant because the first time I listened to her, I wasn't sold. And then I heard that Rainbow song and was like, fuck, that's a great song. And then I bought that album, uh, Golden Hour, which really I desperately want to refer to as Golden Shower <laughs> every time. I always just like, God, this record's good, but it'd be great if it was called Golden Shower instead of Golden Hour. But, um, but no, it's, I mean, it's a really good album for what it is and everything. Um. But I feel like for some reason over the last year, ever since that record came out, she had like a Grammy performance, and all of a sudden she's just, God, there's a fucking news headline every 
every day, it seems like, with something to do with Casey Musgraves. Oh. And it's like... She's like never on my radar. So maybe we just have the I know. opposite the Facebook friends. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just always on there. And I don't even know what, because I don't even read them anymore. I just don't give a shit. Hmm. So when I saw that she had the uh, Christmas thing, it was like, well, of, of course she does. So, and I like, you know, I mean, she's got a great voice and stuff, and she's like a likable character, so I don't know if you watch the variety show at all, or if you just listen to this album version of it. Uh, no, I didn't, but like, there was one night, because uh, I think this album came out a couple months ago, and there was one night where I had the TV on, I turned on um, Jimmy Fallon, and I think she was on there, like, talking about this album. And then I just kind of completely forgot about it because I just kind of had the TV on, you know, while I was, like, trying to find something to watch. And usually I like his show if I catch it. But, um, so, yeah, I totally forgot about the album until you suggested it. And then I listened to it, and I'm like, wait, this is uh, the audio from that thing that she was talking about. Right. Yeah, back then. I think they might have showed a clip of it or something. Yeah, it's tough to listen to and not, like the opener, Let It Snow, with uh, James Corden. I got his name right, right? Yeah, I'm not I really think he's super another familiar with him. Like, I know him. I know of him, but I don't know him. We obviously don't hang out <laughs> and drink together or anything. But we go way back. I can't see him. I can't see him and I clicking too much. I don't, I don't think he's like a whiskey and cigars guy, right? But... Um, but you listen to it. Hey, maybe he likes Bloody Marys. He might. On a Sunday morning. So we could hang out on a Sunday, I guess. He likes to eat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I like to eat, so, uh, that might have been mean. <laughs> so, the, the opener, though, the Let It Snow thing, it's like, you listen to it, and it's kind of a mess, like, because that was the first thing I listened yeah. to, because I, I listened to it before I watched it. Because I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be like the uh, audio from a Christmas variety show either. So I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this is a fucking mess. What is this? Like, And none of it, like, and the audio from that is not funny. You have to see it. Because the whole time they're performing it, like, the windows are blowing open and snow's blowing in on them. Yeah. And just causing a mess the whole time they're trying to sing the song. But you can't really get all that just listening to this. So it was kind of... This was my suggestion. I'll just point that out. And I kind of shit the bed on it because I just hey, was trying finally to... finally, for once, you shit the bed yeah. instead of me shitting the bed all the time. Well, <laughs> we had... Well, we had the Rob Halford thing. Yeah. And so it just made sense that it'd be like a Christmas-themed episode and sort of find another newer... Because I didn't want to, like, go back and... I thought we'd do the Twisted Sister one. Yeah, but that's Maybe. old. I felt like, well, there's a Casey Musgraves thing, so okay. it'll be... So it'll be relative and new and, you know. Yeah. And then it just wasn't. It was like, oh, this isn't even really a freaking album. See, really. if they had, like, taken the songs um, themselves. And did re- and studio recordings. And maybe she did a couple studio ones to go along with it. Yeah. That would have been awesome because, like, like, I never really listened to her except for that Rainbow song. Yeah. Um, because I think they're playing it on, like, CT or they were back in the spring. But, like, she's she's got such a great voice that... She, you know what's weird is she is, 
the thing about this show was it was and like she's kind of likable too. She was likable. She was very likable. She was great at doing this. Yeah. It didn't seem like I don't know how they pitched that because she's never acted or hosted anything. Mm-hmm. But that's why I thought it was so bizarre like Casey Musgraves doing a Christmas show when I saw it on Amazon. But then I watched it and I was like Shit, man, she is a really, really, really likable girl. Like, she's just, she has, like, that bubbly personality, and she's cute, and, you know, I don't know. She's, uh, she she did a good job with that whole thing. I mean, it was, it was enjoyable to watch. It was something I could sit with the family and let the kids watch and stuff, and then put them to bed and go watch The Irishman, because that movie was fucking cool. (laughs) Um, which it was, not to go on another side rant but if you haven't seen the irishman hey man a sides is all about us sides i think <laughs> whatever the hell whatever we want to talk about yeah. but i did enjoy the one song i did enjoy on this because leon bridges his voice man that dude is like the modern day marvin gay like yeah. he just has such a those his two records are fucking amazing i don't know if you own them but yeah like i i got the second one right but Go back and buy the first one. I like the second. The second one's great, but the first one has more of that old school Motown feel. Oh, okay. Like when you hear his voice on the new record, you're kind of like, man, this is great. He should almost do like a Motown record with that voice. But then that's kind of what the first record was. But he didn't really blow up and get played on the radio a lot and stuff until this new one. Yeah, like what was a good thing? Or is that the song? That's the name of the new record, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I've heard. Yeah. That's a good, that's a great album. I mean, that's the one yeah. that turned me on to it. Yeah. I'm not trying to pretend that I, I... I bought the first one after the fact, you know. I wish I was ahead of the curve on that, but I never am anymore. Um, but that song they did, Present Without a Bow, I don't even know. Is that like a... Is that like an original? I don't, because I, I had mean, never I guess heard I didn't it. look it up, because I'm the Wikipedia guy. Yeah, but well... I don't think there was a Wikipedia page for this. Like, it didn't have a link. It yeah. just had the... Yeah, I'm not. When I sit and listen to stuff, I don't want to sit there and look up shit. I just want to enjoy it and bring my own opinions, and I'll bring my own facts, and if my facts are, in fact, not facts, then... (laughs) Then we'll just edit them out, so then they sound like facts. Well, no, we'll leave them in there. I can be a dumbass. It's okay. I'll take one for the team. Or a whole abundant amount of (laughs) it's for the team. Um... But now, you know, I, I don't have much to say about this. There was the Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That was a nice version of it. She has, like, that personality in her voice that made that song. Like, she she fit that song. I enjoyed hearing her sing that song. Um, like, I, I just listened to it, and I could picture how cute she was. <laughs> you know? By the way, her husband, Rustin Kelly. You ever listen to his Oh, stuff? really? Yeah, they're married. Oh, damn. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know that. Heard of that Chris actually too. told me because he's a fan of both of them. Obviously, he's the one that, you know, like I mentioned before, he turned me on to her in the first place. But his stuff, his last record was the shit. But um, other than the, he's got like a covers thing now that he did, I don't care for too much. Yeah, because I think Chris told me about that guy because he came by the studio like way back at the start. He of the did, year. like, yeah. Yeah. No, his album is, man, really good. Um, and then there's the Silent Night with Fred Armisen. Hmm. Or it was. You know, in parentheses, not so. Silent Night. Because the whole skit, they're, like, trying to do Silent Night. And then this guy's, like, hanging shit on the wall. They're trying to do, like, little odd jobs. Like, he's, like, the handyman that was hired for the set of the show. And so they sing. 
and then he comes and starts banging a fucking yeah, hammer. And I think that's the clip that they showed on like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, it was kind of funny, but I can't yeah. really imagine just listening to it and being yeah. like, "Oh, this is enjoyable." But uh, a little known fact, maybe, or maybe it's just widely known. And I had no idea, but <laughs> Fred Armisen is actually a badass drummer. Have you ever seen him play the drums? No. Oh, my God. I had no idea either, but he had a comedy special a while back. And what's going to be really funny is if I'm mixing him up with someone else and I'm totally fucking <laughs> wrong, and it, was, and it was not him, and I'm just remembering things wrong because I, you know, maybe it was a night where I sat down in front of Netflix and started drinking and just started watching shit, and it wasn't him. But um, he probably is who you're thinking of because he seems like he's like more multi talented. He's like an artsy kind of dude, anyhow. But yeah, no, he he starts off. He had like a like a comedy special, and I put it on because I think the kids like I was trying to find something to watch that I could watch in front of the kids, and it was actually like a stand up uh, comedy special that was not TVMA. So I was like, oh shit, I can watch this in front of the kids. And so anyhow, um, I put it on, and he comes out, and he does like a drum solo or something. And he's like a badass <laughs> drummer. But I think he's like, a, if I remember correctly, this was a while ago when I watched it, but he's kind of like a jazz guy. Like he's into like jazz and stuff. But I was like, well, look at this motherfucker. Hmm. So I wanted to hire him for my band, but... Like I, uh, swing band style? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was quite Buddy Rich like that. Because that's when you looked like you looked like a drunk Buddy Rich right now. But <laughs> that's kinda I'm not sure what that was. But no, he was well, really. I just think of badass. it as like some people play drums like this with their sticks and their grip in it. But you've seen those old drummers oh, and yeah, they're kinda like, just flipping them with their fingers and they're like yeah. going nuts. It's exactly. like how are they doing that? Almost like playing it like chopsticks. Now that now that I've got almost this entire Bloody Mary down the hatch that you know, I put it in these plastic cups and I can't even I couldn't see how much vodka I put in them. But after drinking that one, I know that I put too much vodka in that. It was really good, but I'm feeling it after one that I haven't even I haven't even finished it yet. By the time I'm done with the second one, I'm gonna be I don't even know, but so the Zoe De Chanel song. You're gonna be like three Scotch Andy. I can never that's true. I can never pronounce this anyhow, the Hawaiian uh, Christmas song. And if I try to do it now, <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm showing you the picture. Yeah. I'm showing Andy the 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 title. Mili Kamakaki. <laughs> uh, you know what I need to do is I need to get Dahlia down here because she did it for uh, in one of her Christmas programs like a couple oh. years ago, and I can't say it. Like even if I didn't have anything to drink right now, I couldn't say it stone sober. Yeah, that's something at Maui Gym too. Like it's all the conference, one of those things I can't say. All the conference rooms and stuff that they have, they all have Hawaiian names, like and their island stuff and themes. So, so this like is like Hawaiian song. for Christmas. Yeah, Merry so, Christmas. so I probably should know some of those things, but like I don't know. Meli Kaliki Make, right? Probably that sounds good enough. Yeah, I don't know. I can't sing the song. Like it's a song I can't sing along with. Every time I hear it, I just think of the. Uh, Christmas vacation scene because it's the one where the where Clark's staring out the window and you know the the hot girl from the uh, store yeah the department store is like on the diving board and then turns into cousin Eddie 
<laughs> and his, like, Speedos drinking a beer or whatever. And, uh, yeah. So I always think of that scene when I hear the song. And I still, though, as many times as I've seen that movie and heard the song, I can't really sing along with it. I can't pronounce this. But Zoe, Zoe Deschanel has a great voice. I'm sure you've heard her sing anyhow. Yeah, she's, she's got, got that she and him thing. And the elf. Yeah, she sang on the elf movie. movie. Hey, speaking of my shirt. Um, but no, she's got, what is it, She and Him? Is that the name of the band that she has with, like, it's like her and some dude? I don't know that, but I know she's got albums out. Yeah. I'm not too familiar. Well, she, I mean, she has a hell of a voice, man. She sounds great on that. And I think she's just one of those that's, you know, I don't know. She's just really, really pretty. She has those eyes. And, uh, so I won't get too uh, into that because I don't want to sound creepy. <laughs> and uh, just in case my wife starts listening, I don't want to be in trouble either. But, but yeah, so I enjoyed that little uh, that little skit, which I think was just, I don't think there was anything funny to that. I don't remember. I think they just kind of sang the song together. So, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Maybe I should have watched this, but I kind of only listened to it like the one time. Yeah, well, it was definitely, I didn't, I started listening to it, and then I was like, I can't make any sense out of this, and I remember seeing that there was something on Amazon, so I was like, I'm gonna, this is obviously the audio from that, so I'm just gonna watch the show, so I kind of, like this morning, I went back and just reviewed it real quick so my memory would be fresh, but... I was going to, but then I listened to the Rob Halford one, like, another time, too, Yeah. I kind of dug that one. Yeah. I apologize for the weird sound my straw just made. We can move on to the Rob Halford thing because I don't have anything else with the Casey Musgraves thing. I wasn't telling you to stop. No, you can. The only thing I had left to say was just another rant about how pretty Zoe Deschanel is. So I think she's pretty. What can I say? So moving on to Rob Halford. Rob Halford, Celestial. Yeah, like, I saw that he actually had another Christmas album before this, too, like, a couple years ago, maybe 10 years See, I didn't know that. I don't... Maybe I need to look it up. I didn't know that either. Like, I didn't listen to it, but I saw that he... He had another one. Because I was kind of like... I think what's kind of funny is I'm... I don't know if he's going to do any Christmas songs at this thing... But next Saturday, like, I'm going to Arizona, and I'm going to Alice Cooper's, like, Christmas a variety show oh, thing yeah. again. This is, like, the <clears> third time I'm going out there. And um, Rob Halford's supposed to be there. He's supposed to, because there's, like, it is, like, a variety show because uh, they have, like, a comedian on the lineup. They've got bands. Then it's, like, a live auction. And they have something like a battle of the bands for kids. So then they have, like... A team like band like wins the chance to open up this show and perform, oh, wow. and then they have like a solo performer. <clears throat> so it, it is kind of like a variety show, but I'm hoping Rob Halford does a Christmas song or something. It'd be cool. I mean, <clears throat> so I don't know. I think we're both Priest fans, right? Yeah. So the last record, Firepower. I don't know how you felt about that, and I don't want to get totally off topic and review <clears throat> a different I record. Some balls to it. I love yeah. that album. Yeah. I thought it was the best fucking Priest album since 
I don't know. I kept I, I kept saying when Since it came Hoffman out. Since came back, you know. Yeah, it was. Four of them. Yeah, yeah, because that what was it, Nostradamus? Yeah. It did nothing for me. Um, Angel of Retribution. That was cool, but it only really had like a few songs that I thought were really good. Yeah. This one I thought was just front to back. I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. This is, you know, I don't know, man. It was, uh, it was a great, it was, I kept saying when it came out, like, hey, this is their best record since Painkiller. But like, honestly, after I kept saying that, I went back and listened to Painkiller and I was like, Dude, I think fire firepower is a more solid record. I really do. Like it's just front to back, a great fucking record. So, and even Painkiller, as cool as that was, it had its kind of dull moments, you know. I mean, so I don't know, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that record. Not any more than I just did. Oh, sorry. Because I obviously do want to talk about it because it was badass, but. But the task at hand is this Christmas record called Celestial, which um, I didn't really know what it was going to be like. I didn't know. I mean, obviously, it was going to be like a metal, hard rock, you know. Yeah, because I, I can tell you the truth. I was in co-op, not on record store day, but maybe before that, I think picking up the Jimmy Eat World one. So it's been at least a month. But then I saw like Rob Halford, like a Rob Halford Christmas album up on the shelf. They had it on vinyl, and I'm like, what the fuck? This has got to be the, some corny shit. But then here I am listening to it, and I'm like, fuck, this is cool. Just so Pumping your fist along with it? Yeah. Well, the intro, Celestial, the title track, which was just like a... Yeah, it was kind of just like yeah. a quick minute thing. It reminded me of, I don't know how much of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra stuff you listen to. I don't know if you've seen them. Uh, yeah, I've seen them like... I think they came here about five or six years in a row. They and did, my dad yeah. went every single year, but I didn't want to go every year. I went, I think, every other year. But yeah, my dad got super into them, so it's like the only time I've ever been to a concert with my dad. Really? Was TSO. They were good, though. Like, my wife wanted to go for a while. Like, she brought it up, and so one, one of the times they came, I was like, okay, I'm going to buy tickets and take her. And she's, I mean, she's into a lot of the same music that I am, but she's not, she's not like us, like she's not really yeah. into it, but I could take her to about any show and she'd be cool, except she doesn't want to go see Kiss because she doesn't like Kiss. She thinks it's stupid and she didn't want to go see Slayer, um, which those, you know, Slayer's one that you expect to be a sausage fest anyhow. See, that's the thing though. TSO is like shredding and pyro but I, and then Kiss is like pyro. And I know. That, so. and, but the TSO thing, like I wasn't even interested in going at all. I just yeah. wanted to take her. I just wanted to buy her yeah. tickets to something that was for her to enjoy instead of you her just always... Yeah. yeah. Instead of her just always tagging along to the shit that I pick out all the time. Yeah. And then I loved it. I was like, Jesus, this is the best fucking rock show I've ever seen. Like it was so badass. I... I yeah. I didn't know I was going to like it as much as I did. And I remember, God, one of the, this girl that was playing piano had like this piano solo that I was so blown away by. I couldn't believe that her left hand and her right hand could do these. I mean, yeah. I'm a terrible piano player anyhow, so I'm always a little amazed at people that can have each hand do these different things, you know? Yeah. And, but her, it was just. I don't know. She did some crazy thing that just... I was scratching my head 
and my jaw was on the fucking floor at the same time. I was like, I don't, I don't know how she's... Because the other guy, it was like her and a dude, and they were going back and forth soloing. And he was a badass, too. But there was just something about the shit she was playing that was like, fuck, man. How does she do that? It just doesn't <laughs> even make sense. Like, you watched her, and it didn't make sense. But, um, but again, I'm getting off topic. But that's, you know this intro track kind of just reminded me of like the intro to their albums because then after that I bought some of their stuff and they'd always have like these weird um, like an intro and then like kind of I don't know those little segue tracks in between actual yeah. songs that because yeah, I don't know what you call them yeah because they kind of have like a a theme you know their records have a theme and they're kind of I don't know, like, I know records, that you said you liked the show, but my thing with TSO was, like, the times I saw him, I think it was, like, it seemed like almost the same show every time. Right. I only saw him once, so I had nothing and to it compare was like, to. Like, I don't know if this is when you saw him, but the first half of the show was kind of a Christmas pageant thing, and they had a narrator. Right, yeah. And he's telling some story, but then they take a break, and they come back, and it's all the fucking, like, I don't know, they're doing, like, Beethoven, and they're, like, rocking it out, and there's, like, flames everywhere and stuff. See, I like the second Shit's half. Shit's just flying across the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I like the second half more than the first half. Why but... don't they come back? They haven't played here. Since the last time we went, I pretty much was dead set on seeing them every time. Yeah. And then they never came back. It was weird. Like, I think they sold out those first couple times. Then, I don't know what happened. They had, like, uh, like I think they started doing it where they had two shows a day. Or something. And then they've never been back since. So maybe they, like, I don't know, burned out the market. Yeah, like the last but show. I think didn't they go to Moline, well like, and, all the time. Well, because they have two bands, too. I don't know if you know that, but they yeah, have. Yeah, they've got a West Coast and an East right. Coast. So you'd think that one of them would come <laughs> here. I don't know. Fuckers. Well, they're probably going to, like, because there's, like, those casinos that have, like, theaters and. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, one of those up in, like, Indiana by Chicago. I yeah. Play <clears throat> it seems like maybe there's, a, like, probably a good market for that kind of music there because old people would, you know. It's where the money's at, dude. A bunch of retired fucking old people that are going yeah, to buy tickets to everything. Yeah, I think they do go to Moline, like, regularly, like, every year. There's yeah. casinos up there, right? Right. I mean, we got the paradise here, but mm. that place is a shithole. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> So back to Donner and Blitzen, the second track off the Rob Halford Celestial album. This is, I mean, it's well, it's the first yeah. actual song, and it's kind of funny because at first I'm like, this seems like a joke. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I then like, by the end of the fucking song, I'm kind of like, yeah, Donner and Blitzen, like <laughs> the line Donner and Blitzen tear through the sky. It's like they're just, <laughs> it's like he just made this, this whole thing where it's like. It Donner sounded and just Blitzen. like a Judas Priest song. Yeah, it did. With, with Christmas except the, except the, that guitar solo, dude, is lame as fuck. Like, the song is really cool, but Jesus, man. I don't know who played that guitar solo. I didn't look it up, but it's super lame. Like, it kicks yeah. in, and it's kind of like, oh, okay. I looked something up, and I don't know who, who all was on it, but he had family members on mm-hmm. the album with him. So it was like his grandson that... Play that guitar solo or something. Yeah. Grandson, I don't. Does he have a grandson? Does he have? A, does he have any kids? I'm not sure I how don't know. this works. Like, I saw there's at least a nephew on there. Oh, 
Yeah. And like somebody else. I don't know. Like I didn't look too close. Because I don't know if he has a uh, partner. <laughs> I don't know if they've adopted. But anyhow, <laughs> that's why I feel like I kind of just stuck my foot in my mouth when I said grandson. But it was a lame-ass <laughs> guitar solo. But I liked, I liked the idea of just making Donner and Blitzen sound like the bad motherfuckers. You know, like, you hear the list of all the reindeer, and you're like, man, let's face it, Donner and Blitzen, that sounds like the two bad motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. out of that patch. Let's write a song about those two. Yeah, what is it, a Comet and Cupid? Yeah, the rest of them don't sound cool, but you think about it, you're like, dude, Donner and Blitzen, that does sound like the two badasses, mm-hmm. right? It sounds like like Bruce Willis and Die Hard (laughs) teamed up with, like, I don't know, Chuck Norris (laughs) and, like, Delta Force or something. Like, yeah, they're just the two motherfuckers that, like, if two reindeer were going to go rogue, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be Donner and Blitzen. So I get it, and it was fun, you know. And then I, like, moved on, you know. I get to, like, God rest ye very gentlemen. Huh, because this one, like, Donner and Blitzen was really, like, your imagination was running wild. Like, there was one. I'm not going to skip ahead, though. There was one for me that was, like, I just got to talk about it. Like, um, the Deck the Halls. Oh, my God. I got to go there right now because Deck the Halls. Well, first, I'm going to say say something. the same thing that I'm thinking. Yeah. um, (laughs) It made me crack up at first because... He he has that line, gay apparel, and I, I was just like, thing. oh my god. Dude. It never meant I, what it meant until Rob Halford sang it. I hate to laugh at that, because I don't want to sound like I'm like, you know. That's all right. But People already hate us anyhow after the apron strings. Yeah, it was just so. too good. Deck the halls. It was great, dude. It was great anyhow, because it was like, like the call and response type. Thing la, where, la, 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 yeah, where it's like the whole crowd, like yeah. yeah, it was pretty badass. But yeah, dude, I thought the same thing. Like when he says, "Don, we now are gay apparel," I was like, "Oh my god, that's so fucking funny!" Because when I was a kid, you'd sing that and you'd laugh because it was written back in a time when gay was only like used as yeah, happy, like, happy like you know, yeah, like our happy apparel, like our happy whatever, and. Then, like, but when you're a kid, like, you're laughing, right? Like, you're like, ah, gay. And then now, it could actually mean, it could be within the context of why we were laughing as children. It's like, shit, because a gay dude is singing that. Or he's so zipping now, up his leather. So now he's talking about, yeah, now he might be talking about actual gay apparel. So it was probably very fitting and long overdue for him to cover this song. Yeah. I th- so I think that I think that was good, you know. So, but no, then when I listened to the song, like the fir- I think my first reaction to the song was that, and I just lost it, and I didn't listen to the rest of the song as it was going. But then listening to it again, like I almost want to direct a music video for this song because <laughs> <laughs> so, I can picture just like, like a you know big gay deck the halls like no Christmas. like I was thinking more big like, gay Al's Christmas special. <laughs> Like, I was thinking more like this. Elves, like, sitting there in their workshop, and they're all bored, and they're, like, hammering in little uh, wheels on toys and stuff, and, like, and it's got, like, elevator music playing. Then all of a sudden, out in the distance, you got some, like, dude just flying through the snow on on this, like, Harley or something. And then all of a sudden, 
Rob Halford shows up to the toy workshop, and you got elves, and they're just, like, revolting and, like, rioting, but you could cast, like, midget wrestlers as elves. And then they just, like, he just comes in there, and he dons his gay apparel and just rocks the fuck out, and those guys are, like, you know, like, revolting and, like, hitting each other with chairs and, like... I was picturing, like, in the Gremlins movies when they're drunk at the bar and they're, That was like, a great scene, yeah. <laughs> like, playing cards and shit. I wasn't sure where you are going to go with that when you started talking about all these midgets and, <laughs> no, and I everything. Just, I, I was I like, pictured, like... And then Rob Halford comes in with his gay apparel. And elves I, revolting. And then I thought it was going to turn into some big, like, gay elf orgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. I was just more going, like... <laughs> and I wasn't going... Well, I was just I wasn't trying. going on the gay with it. I was going on how the song, he kind of rocks out oh. the song, and then like elves, you know. Well, leave it up to like... me to take it too far, but <laughs> my imagination just, it runs in the wrong direction all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of the highlight of the album for me, that Deck the Halls. <laughs> I was trying to figure out <coughs> what I was going to say, the God Rest Ye Very Gentlemen. That song comes on, and I'm trying to figure it out because... At first, I was like, oh, is this the melody? Because some of these songs, it's like, you're so familiar with them. You've heard them for so many years, but then, like, I don't know about you, but I start, like, mixing shit up, right? So I'm yeah. sitting there listening to this, and I'm like, oh, this is Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. But then, like, that song is actually later in the record. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not the same melody. And then I think I figured out that it was Oh Come All Ye Faithful. I think it's the same melody as that. I think, but I don't even know. Because I didn't look it up because I didn't, you know, yeah. I'm okay with being wrong. I'll just, <laughs> I'll record this and put it out into the world and people can be like, that Brent guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Man, that's, he's a musician? He don't yeah. Know shit. <laughs> but I'm okay with being wrong. That's the whole point. That's what makes this fun. But I'm pretty sure at some point in this song, there was a reference to Satan. I didn't go back. I didn't go back and listen to it again to find out whether I was wrong or right because, again, I don't mind being wrong. Because I thought it'd be just funnier to be able to just say, I'm pretty sure Satan was referenced in this Christmas song. Shoot, I don't... So I don't know. I don't know, maybe I just got too carried away with Deck the Halls. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's funny because, like, then he has Donner and Blitzen, but then he goes on to, like, some stuff that's really, like, traditional and... I was totally bored with, like, A Way in a Manger. Oh, really? Because, see, that was the thing. Like, I looked at the track list before I listened to it, and I'm like, like how I was saying, I don't like a lot of the traditional ones. And a lot of those ones that he's doing were ones you'd sing in, like, church Church on Christmas. So I'd have to be, like, singing these old hymns with the organ. And, oh, God, let's get this over with so I can go open up presents later. Right. But I actually liked A Way in a Manger. I liked how he, like... Slowed it down, and for me, I made notes on this, but it didn't sound like he ripped off a Pink Floyd song, but that sounded in the style of Pink Floyd. Like, maybe, like, I was trying to nail it down, like... There was some weird dark thing with yeah, the guitar almost, that he kind of did. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know if it was Welcome in the Machine or, like, the another Brick in the Wall Part 1 where it's real slow, but there's, like, this acoustic guitar... But then over top of it is like a lead that's like really spacey sounding like David Gilmore. And I kind of liked it. it I mean, cool. it had a cool vibe. He changed the arrangement of it, so at least it yeah. wasn't that him. It just kind of bored me. Uh, but I think just the, uh, that's not one of my favorite songs when yeah. it comes to Christmas, you know. 
And I don't mind yeah, it's not mine either. I don't mind the religious Christmas songs and stuff. It's not like I, you know, I don't know. That one just doesn't. It's always bored me. Yeah, if it was the way the song is arranged, it would be boring. But I thought he kind of did something different. So at least yeah. it was good musically. So I guess moving on to Morningstar. That was one I thought was interesting. Yeah, that was kind of the same vibe, I thought, as like Away in a Manger. It was kind of like, because you've got some of those rock uh, songs that you expect, like the Judas Priest, like, yeah, yeah, like it's Christmas. But then you've got these kind of like, you know, you got to have to uh, uh, take a breather and mix it up with the kind of... I didn't know what this was. You know, I could have, again, researched... Um, I think he had a few. Whether these I were originals, I assume. I saw that there was four like original songs on the album, and the rest were traditional. <laughs> I thought that uh, it was just the reason this was interesting to me, because yeah, I thought you know, because actually the song bored me. Uh-huh. I thought it was another boring ass song that didn't need to be on the record, uh-huh. but I thought it was interesting for this reason, and this was me overthinking it because I had nothing better to do while sitting there drinking coffee and listening to this. But Morning Star, <clears throat> it's interesting because both Jesus. I think Jesus, a song, Morning Star. Well, probably. Because both Jesus and Satan are both referred to in the Bible as the Morning Star, hmm. which is like this weird, interesting thing. But I always have heard it being, it's more commonly referred to, or it's more commonly used in reference to Satan, I think. Hmm. And the devil, and you know, and, and so it was always like a weird, interesting thing. Anyhow, that they both were referred to as the Morning Star, just because why the hell would you refer to the two opposing yeah. Satan and Jesus as the same thing? And obviously, some people that overthink everything sit and try to make some sort of fucking weird sense out of that. I almost wondered one time not to get too way off topic, but, like, I kind of wondered something, like, what if Jesus really is the devil, too? Well, that's the, the thing, person, is there's... fucking with everybody. Well, and that was, like, the whole, like, there are weird, like, theories about that. Yeah. As to why they're both referred to as Morning like Star. Like, humanity's just his little ant farm, and he's kind of, like, picking up people with the magnifying glass. See, I like that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people won't. Yeah, I mean, it could be. But we Nobody don't knows. fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, here was a thought I had, in, and I, I kind of wanted to save this for the end. Oh. But I'm going to jump ahead anyhow, sure. and we can talk about the other shit. But I was thinking when I listened to this record, I thought, man, what would, like, Christians, like, and not all Christians, but I mean, because I was going to say, like, what would asshole Christians think? <laughs> but I don't. But I don't mean that that all that all Christians are assholes. Like I obviously have friends and family that are Christians that are not assholes. But I'm saying like, you know, like the asshole Christians that are like out on a fucking street corner waving a sign that says God hates fags. Yeah. And shit like those kind that that kind of fucking Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Like they kind of ruin it for everybody. They do. Yeah. They do. I think there's a lot of good values in the uh, Christian religion and everything but I think there's obviously some really bad shit there's some bad stuff that just comes out of all any religion I think but not just Christianity but I guess my point is when I was listening to this I thought okay 
take that Christian, right? That Christian that would stand out there and hold that sign and be like, yeah, no, you're going to hell if you're gay just because God, you know, because the Bible says blah, blah, blah. Let's play this record for that person. (laughs) Not only is it like, quote, unquote, a blasphemous version, excuse me, because, again... This Bloody Mary was stronger than I expected. And now, and, now, and now I'm like halfway through my second one. So I can't talk quite as well as I wanted to, but blasphemous version of these Christmas songs. I just imagine like Christians that are really old school and just really, you know, narrow-minded would hear like a rock version of some of these songs and be like, oh, that's blasphemy. Yeah. You know? And then the cherry on top is the fact that it's all sung by a gay guy. <laughs> you know? Like, like, it's kind of brilliant in a way. Yeah. It's like, shit, this record, even though I didn't love it, like, I'm not going to crank this fucking thing. I'm probably not going to. You know what? There's going to be the couple songs. Yeah. Like, if I make, like, a Christmas playlist, which I don't usually do playlist, but sometimes I get in a weird mood. So for our Christmas get-together, I might do one. And, like, I would probably put, like, Donner and Blitzen and Deck the Halls in there, mm. you know. But I just think it's really fucking great that as I was listening to this, I had that epiphany. <laughs> like, this is actually a brilliant fucking record because this guy is taking stuff. That, yeah, like all those traditional, you know. And he's singing it. And, and he's kind of adding this metal vibe to it. And some people might just be offended by that. Just the fact that he's rocking it up. But then on top of it, like if you play this record for somebody and they're like, I don't know, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of offended by it because it's, you know, I don't know. I just it's too uh, it's too rock and roll and it's too inspired by the devil's music and blah, blah, blah. And they start going on some fucking rant or whatever. And then they get done listening to it. And then you just look at them and you go, oh, by the way, the guy who's saying all that, he's gay. And then they just have a heart attack and yeah. drop right out of their fucking chair. <laughs> <laughs> man that's funny it's like not like my grandma wasn't totally that way but like I first heard about TSO from my uncle who I'm gonna visit next weekend so I'll probably play this album for him when I'm out there visiting uh, um, I don't know maybe before we go see the Alice Cooper show but the last time my family really got together as like a family um, on my dad's side uh, was like 2006. We all went to go visit my uncle, and like before that, he had told me about TSO. He's like, you need to see them, because he said something like, he saw them in August or something, and he's like, yeah, it's like Christmas, but it's like you know summer. <laughs> he thought it was kind of cool. It's like, like July, but we're fucking singing Christmas. Songs. Yeah, so he thought it was kind of funny. Like, but uh, so then a few months later, when I visited him and we had all our family together out of his house. He was going to play some Christmas music while we opened up gifts. And I was like, why don't you just throw in some TSO? So he's like, all right. And then my grandma, she's like, no, no, like I'm not having this or something. She was like against <laughs> it. She wanted the traditional like right. Bing Crosby, like white Christmas. I had a, uh, I had a weird uh, epiphany about a song, but I couldn't think of the name of the damn. I want to go back and listen to his first Christmas album. Just uh, Well, I need to now, I think, too, but... No, when I heard, uh, when I read the title Morning Star, there was a, uh, 
Judas Priest song that was popping in my head. head. It was, and I wanted to sing the title of that just to this Judas Priest song. I wanted to be like, Morning Star. And I can't remember what, (laughs) and I can't remember. Now I got to auto-tune myself. Usually Andy's the one that, you know, and you guys listening. Was it like Diamonds and Rust or something? No, I can't remember what it was. I'm just. Because that kind of reminded me. It was Metal Gods. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. It wasn't exactly a fucking, uh. You know, deep cut. Yeah. But I couldn't think because, again, alcohol. Sorry. But I thought of the. But no, yeah. When I hear Morning Star, when I read that to myself, I just want to sing like Metal Gods, but with the word Morning Star. I don't know. What can I say? (laughs) Great song. Satan is Jesus. Jesus is Satan. Yeah. Way to to make my gears turn now, Andy. God. Yeah. Now I'm going to. Well, live in Jesus' ant farm. That's crazy. That's a good band name. So the alien ant farm be Jesus' ant farm. <laughs> and then there was so joy to the world. Let's talk about that one because man, I am a I'm a Halford fan. Okay. Yeah. I love Priest. The fight stuff was cool too. But Jesus Christ, his vocals are fucking terrible on this song. Yeah. Did this you was... notice that? Like it's terrible. It's like how is a fucking yeah. icon? Like the guy's one of the greatest metal singers ever, and this is like. Legitimately a terrible, terrible vocal performance. Like, if I met him, yeah, let's face it, I wouldn't have the balls to say it to him, but I'd like to think that I would tell him, hey, that was a really, like, if I was a friend of Rob Halford's, I'd be like, look, first of all, thank you for all the great records, but Joy to the World was fucking terrible. Don't (laughs) sing that song ever again. Thank you for Turbo Lover. <laughs> and that's probably the one he'll do at the Christmas pudding thing next week. Because I'm going to just, I'm going to go off on a separate rant and talk about the album Turbo because you always get like the hardcore Priest fans back in the day like hated that record because it was like a pop record to them. I love that album. Turbo's yeah. the shit, man. Turbo Lover is still one of my favorite songs of theirs. I love that album. So, look, a lot of people hated that record, Rob. But I thank you for it personally. But don't ever sing "Joy to the World" again. <laughs> Seriously, because I'm just mad. I just I was listening to it and I was confused. I was like, "How is this bad?" Because like, you would think somebody involved would just say, "Look, Rob, that was bad. Either we got to recut that, and it has to not suck, or let's just leave it off the record. Just don't put it on the record. Let's just just don't put it on there." Yeah, because my note is like. I put weak and I double underlined it. It's but just then I bad. His like, vocals sound bad on it. Yeah, but then I was like, well, you can tell the dude just loves Christmas, though. He does. <laughs> you can tell that. And he, I mean, but, you know, like I said, like, like he's a metal, he is Christmas. a metal guy. Yeah. Not to reference that song again, but this guy is like, you know, it's a fucking legend. I think I wrote, like, they need him to guess with TSO. Maybe, yeah. Especially that Joel Hoekstra. I think he's kind of like a metal guy, and he's in TSO. Is that the lead guitar guy that's like the yeah. <clears throat> main? Yeah, and I think he plays with Cher. It's like, they need to do something together. Like Cher? <laughs> Cher needs to do another rock record, like, yeah. back when she had, like, uh, I don't know. I like old Cher. I think Michael Bolton wrote a bunch of those songs, didn't he? From, jeez, uh, man. From the late 80s? Whatever that record was with, like, uh, If I Could Turn Back Time... Yeah. Um, 
Just like Jesse James. What was that record called? I can't remember it either. But it's got her on the cover in like a leather jacket. Heart of Stone was a great song. That was before Maybe that. Maybe that's the name though. of the album. I think that was the record before that, though, yeah. wasn't it? I don't really know. Yeah. My kids are making noise hey, upstairs, hey. so if anybody Shut actually... Wasn't that on there? Something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Well, way to go, Andy. You don't know. Way off topic. No, I'm a. There was a. There was an era of share. I like old share. I like uh, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. It's a great song. She even did a cover of a Kiss song. <clears throat> what was that? The. Until she did the fucking auto tune from thing. the Elder. Oh, did she? Yeah, because there's an album. I think the one we're talking about that might be Heart of Stone. There's the next one where she covered like Kiss. Oh, A World Without Heroes. Oh. And she kind of rocked it out a little bit more because that's like the ballad on that. Right. She had, I mean, I don't know. I liked her stuff. I just, until she did that Believe record with the auto-tune, the heavy auto-tune thing. Like, that was terrible. And then she just became terrible. It was like a parody of herself and, you know, which is kind of what she turned into with all the plastic surgery and stuff too because she was hot when she was younger but then, like, she started getting all that plastic surgery, and now she's yeah. just almost like, you know. She's like a mannequin. Yeah, she something. she actually, she looks like she sounds like. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you know how her voice kind of has that weird thing to it? Like, she almost sounds like uh, like she's plugging her nose when she talks. and is, I, I don't know. I don't want to do a bad share impression, because... Well, then you can just auto-tune it, and then it would be a share. But it would be, yeah. I could just slap the auto-tune on, but... No, but she's just, oh God, I hate it when they become yeah. that. You know what I mean? I hate it when you take somebody, like, really pretty and just fuck them up with plastic surgery. I wish I wish that wouldn't happen. Like, yeah. Meg Ryan, rest in peace, Meg Ryan's original face. You know? Yeah, whatever happened Melanie to her, Griffith. Anyway. I mean, it's a train wreck. I hate to sit here and say this and yeah. put it out into the world, but, I mean, God damn, man. Even Megan Fox. She still looks good, though. But I'm still mad about the Megan Fox thing. Like, she shouldn't have had plastic surgery. She was so young. And then, and it was like so perfect. Like, her imperfections were perfect. But then she yeah. just felt like some. Yeah, need she's way to too get... young to even do that. Yeah. Don't do that until you're like 50 or 60. But then, like, Meg Ryan, she waited until she was like 50. But why? She didn't mm-hmm. need it. Even then, it was like, you don't need it. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? So. I don't know. I don't know how this relates to Rob Halford or if Rob Halford has had any plastic surgery done. I don't know, Rob, if you had any work done. Maybe. So, we keep going off topic, but Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That was a fun one. That was kind of in the spirit of Deck the Halls. Like, you felt like people needed to fucking shout. And then the first Noel comes along and is boring, which that song is boring anyhow. It was on the radio last night. We were driving out to my parents' house. And Courtney's always got the, um, the station that, that has the, that yeah, and they have it. Yeah, Christmas. she always has that on, that whole, because she listens to that station all the time anyhow. See, that's the thing that bogs, that really bugs me with Christmas music, is... It's always the same shit. That, like, I'm not really into Christmas till the week before. I don't need it bleeding into, like, other holidays. Yeah, no, it has to be after Thanksgiving for yeah. sure. I don't want to think about Christmas until December. And then I'm fine. Cram it down my throat. But, yeah. you know, you know, 
Speaking of cramming things down throats, <laughs> should we get back to Rob Halford? <laughs> yeah. Um, I did like Good that King Winsless. That was maybe Winsless, a though. bad joke. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I like Good King Winsless. Yeah. Even though that that I think I've heard that song before. It was like, a weird one, and you know, because it's like a German. Yeah. Is it like a German? Uh, traditional Christmas song that I he kind of took and did because the guy's like a uh, he was like a king well it was weird because he was like a German born he ended up being like the Duke of Bohemia man you did your homework and then shit. well because I did I had to oh. look it up but I mean I didn't memorize it all so I'm probably just like paraphrasing everything really poorly but I think when he died he was like a Romanian king or you're like a secret um, Whatever. historian. Well, I just find I do find weird shit interesting. I mean, even like the Bible thing that we were talking about before. Like, I just find the Bible interesting. Like, I'm not a. I would never be like, "Hey, I'm Brent. And I'm a Christian." Like, that's not. <laughs> it's not like my thing, you know. <laughs> but I find I do I do find those things interesting, and I do. Yeah, like the Old Testament has like all the wrath of God shit in there. Like that and a lot and of people that are related fucking. It's really weird. You ever just like start reading the Bible and that's like a weird question anyhow. Hey, you ever just start reading the Bible? No, but I mean like I've... Re- no, like I never have, but I grew up in a Christian school and I went to Sunday school and I was confirmed and all that. See, I didn't really grow up with a strong Christian like, upbringing. I did but all the way through like... Later on when I was like in high school, my dad started wanting to go to church and we kind of started going. So I didn't have like the education, but... But I was, like, interested enough as an adult to try to go. Because when I was a kid, I, I wasn't. I was like, oh, this is fucking stupid. I don't care about this. Because I just cared about, like, Motley Crue and Pantera and, you know, just progressing into the oh, yeah. whatever. But we, uh, but as an adult, I kind of found religion interesting. And, I, I mean, I've, I've, I can't say I've read the Bible in the sense of, like, I've read the entire Bible, but... I do, I read it, and it's really weird because I just read it for, like, because I just like old literature. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm always, like, picking the Bible up and reading from it, but in the same way that I'm reading, like, Dante's Inferno. Yeah, or, like, as, like, a parable. Or, or like, right here, you know, I've got, like, the five rings, the art of strategy, you know, the old samurai, um... I know. I here I am drinking, and I want to say his name, and I can't. Miyamoto Mas- Masashi's. Yes, hmm. that's his name. Anyhow, point is, like, I just, I just, there's a lot of shit I find interesting. So that's why when this song uh, played, I did. I was not familiar with it, so I'm not trying to pretend that I'm all fucking smart and I knew my shit. I did actually read it. Um, like Google it, start reading some stuff, and uh, but I very I just briefly read it, you know, and I didn't really like sit and study and become an expert, so I'm sorry, but it was uh, there was a oh, I'm trying to remember the whole Christmas story thing because it was it was considered a Christmas Carol about I don't know I don't know how real it was if it was like a fictional because. Okay, King Wenceslas was like an actual. Did I say it right? I know it was like such a weird yeah. word to say. After 
a couple Bloody Marys. <laughs> I feel like it was right. Senseless. I feel like just give it to me because, you know, I've already got, I'm feeling the vodka. That's, that's all <laughs> I can say. But, you know, he was a German, he was born in Germany in like the 1300s, right? Like the late 1300s, mid 1300s. And then he was like a, uh, he was like a, Bo- he was the Duke of Bohemia, I believe. Or maybe I'm just mixing my facts up in my head. People will start commenting on this and be like, mixing you're up fucking your gay full guys of shit. Mixing up my gay guys. Um, and then anyhow, when he passed, I think he was considered at the time, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, he was considered at the time as being the gro- the greatest, the greatest Romanian, <laughs> <laughs> the, gr- <laughs> the greatest Romanian leader of his time and so yeah no he was he was yeah anyhow so then the christmas story was something to do with him and i don't know if it was factual or if it was like a uh like a fictional you know representation of of his life or whatever but it was something to do with him taking like taking in a peasant and leading him to to uh, kind of partake in the the riches of like him being a king and kind of hmm. passing his because it was Christmas and so he was going to share his wealth with this peasant something like that I don't know I briefly like seriously I just okay. fucking like, skimmed this whole story it, yeah it was that kind of thing and so I realized dude there's probably somebody that's going to listen to this and they're going to be like. That dude is a fucking moron. I know this story word for word, and this is what happened. And look, I'm sorry, but you Google a motherfucker's name and you just read as much shit as you can real quick. And Hey, but you listened anyways. Gotcha. Yeah, no shit. And this was seriously like 8 o'clock this morning. I just was drinking my coffee and was like, oh. My brain started racing. The only other thing we have really to talk about on this record is uh, Protected by the Light. On this record, the record, and I thought that was interesting because it had had like the accordion, and so I had this whole vision of like a Godfather's Christmas, <laughs> and like an Italian restaurant, <laughs> like there's a Christmas tree in the corner, and they're just spaghetti and meatballs, and you know, they're just all sitting around talking about you know, hey, who, who are we gonna whack this week, <laughs> right? <laughs> Didn't it have that vibe to you? Yeah. Other than the fact that Rob Halford doesn't sound like he's Italian at all, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the, uh, pardon my slur, but he doesn't sound like a wop, which is like a Greek thing, I think, and not actually Italian, but whatever. So, I don't know. So, Godfather's Christmas. <laughs> it sounds like we need to direct some music videos for this. Maybe. Maybe. So, that's all I have to say about this record. Record. I don't know if you have anything else. No, just that, like, I like that Good King and Winslow song. It sounded kind of, like, slow, but as you went into it, it kind of built up. Kind of reminded me of that band Porcupine Tree. They kind of did some kind of Mm. artsy kind of stuff like that. Because they're a prog thing. Anyhow. Yeah, it was kind of like that. No, it was a fun record. You know what? You want a good, fun Christmas record? Record. I keep saying that. But uh, it was. It was. 
I enjoy listening yeah. to it. Even the boring parts were kind of like, you know, there's a silliness to some of it, but... You can just um, tell that this guy just loves Christmas. Yeah, no, he does, dude. And then, you know, if you uh, if you have, like, an old family member, like a really old, like a great, great aunt, or, a, or if you just don't like your grandma because you're a terrible person, play this record for her. And she'll be mortified, <laughs> you know. And then especially when you throw the icing on the cake and you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, he's gay. She's She or he or whatever is going to just probably lose their fucking mind. Grandma got ran over by um, Rob Halford on the reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma got ran over by a gay reindeer. Yeah. That'd be a good song. All right, so... All joking aside, God bless all the gay and straight people, and uh, you guys have a Merry Christmas. We will probably be back before Christmas, but I think that this is officially our Christmas episode, Yeah. and our next episode will be our official New Year's episode, and we're going to wrap up our favorite uh, records. Records of the year. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to try to get a a guest. We're going to try to start uh, maybe having some guests on the show, and uh, that might be the first episode that we have a special guest. Not that he's special, but you'll you'll find out. Um, you know what we have to look forward to in 2020? A What's Five that? Finger Death Punch album. Oh, fucking great. <laughs> I'm so excited. Where's my Mountain Dew? I need some Mountain Dew and some Monster Energy drink. Um, yeah, so we will uh, return with the, uh, with the 2019 album recap. And everybody should kind of start thinking up their own top ten list or top five list. We don't know what we're going to do yet. It's either going to be five or ten. Depends on whether we get a guest to join us on the show. And they can bring their top five or ten. And uh, we'll just talk a bunch of shit. Yeah. So, Merry Christmas. You guys be good to each other. <laughs>